Welcome back to the Degenerated Podcast. First podcast of the year, boys and girls. Here we go, and I'm excited to be back. We've got Simon Lawrence joining us as a guest later on in the podcast. Happy to have him. It's going to be good. Um, but yeah, before we uh, talk with Simon, I thought we'd you know go over um, the NHL a little bit. Talk. A, I'll talk a little bit about my team. Uh, and then we'll uh, look at what happened last week and, and, the, and then hop into it with Simon before looking at the three stars. Um, but yeah, it's sure been an interesting season. Like, um, you think back to about a year from now, just over a year from now, was uh, when uh, just after Rudy Gobert licked that microphone um, after his NBA press conference, they canceled the NBA games. And then uh, I think that it was the next day that they canceled the NHL games and it was rough there it was rough we had no sports no fantasy hockey um and also no real like timeline to know when things were going to come back if they were going to come back um it was pretty cool that that the NHL uh pulled their pulled their shit together and and were able to conclude uh the season last year and 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 so were we which was good which is good congratulations to Dave and Cody on on another championship for them um, but yeah, it sort of set the stage to start our season in January, which is new and rare and weird and different and a shortened season too. So that, uh, that affects us all, makes every week count that much more, but it's sure nice to have fantasy hockey back. Um, I know it's been, it, it's been tough. It's been frustrating for a lot of guys. A lot of guys are sort of getting frustrated as COVID, uh, affects all the NHL teams and, and man, it's like, uh, even, even if your guy doesn't have COVID, you know, just because he's on the same team as someone that has COVID, that can that can screw him over. Or there's other guys that that uh, get uh, they they get put in the COVID protocol because they they're they're within a vicinity, and even though they don't have COVID, they've got to isolate, so then they can't play. But it, yeah, it's just I don't know. It was just frustrating. Um, but it really seemed like it was crazy there for about two three weeks. And uh, it feels like things have gotten a little bit better. I say that uh, now that David, David Pasternak's out and the Bruins have gotten sort of fucked over. But, um, but yeah, I was thinking back to, like, as COVID affects our league, um, it, it, there's a chance, really, like, when you have a matchup, because we play head-to-head, if uh, COVID affects us all kind of differently, right? Because different teams get hit with with the virus and, and we have different players on different teams, but there is a chance when, when you actually, there's a 50, 50 chance that uh, in each given week, you actually benefit from, from COVID because it could be your opponent misses more games than you do. So it's really not end of the world bad. I know that when that, when our, when, uh, when my guys get uh, I miss because of COVID or, or whatever you think it's sort of just happening to you, but it's happening all the way around. So really, there I feel like the league still has its integrity, and uh, and I'm excited to keep her going for the rest of the year here. Um, it has been my team in particular has been a bit of a roller coaster. Um, David Pasternak, like I just mentioned, he started the year on IR, and uh, he was back a little bit sooner than I imagined. I think he was out about three weeks, and he came back and was just on absolute fire. So that's been good. Um, but then on the flip side, some of my other keepers, namely my centermen, Evgeny Malkin and Mika Zabinijad, they were absolutely trash for the first half of the year. 
absolutely terrible. Um, as of late, maybe the last three weeks, Malkin has started to produce like Gino can and over a point a game and getting his pims and really looking like the Gino of old. So that was very encouraging. But now he's on the shelf again uh, on, uh, uh, with a week-to-week -week injury. So, you know, just when things sort of start to trend in the right direction, then then that happens. Um, sort of likewise with the Rangers. God, um, like I said, Mika Zabinijad couldn't buy a goal for, for the first half of the year. Uh, looked just awful uh, stat-wise. Um, and then, of course, his his uh, partner in crime, even though they're not on the same line, but they play on the power play together, the bread man, Artemi Panarin. Um, he missed. If you're if you're complaining about your guys missing games because of COVID, don't please don't because uh, Panarin missed games because he was falsely accused by an ex coach that is buddies with Putin and Malkin went into hiding because he was afraid he was going to get assassinated by the KGB or something. Um, but yeah, he missed weeks, eight or nine games because of that. I mean, it was sort of nice knowing that he didn't have like a broken leg or torn ACL or something, but still, I didn't know when he was going to come back. Um, but he's back now uh, and looks real good. And then uh, that's also coincided with, with Mika Zibanejad coming to life, which has been cool. Um, he had a six-point uh, game last week, which was awesome. Um, and then for me, Ryan Strom is a benefactor of all that uh, as well. So, you know, my team starts to dip in, 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 in some regards, but then some other ways it starts to look better. Both my keeper goalies now are um, both injured, but I, I picked up... Uh, the wild goalie tandem off of waivers and and uh, Chris Dreger in in Florida as well, so that's managed to sort of keep me afloat. But but yeah, I'm uh, I'm in fourth place right now and uh, sort of happy that I've managed to stay there. But but uh, yeah, and uh, I I like where I'm at for the rest of the season. But uh, yeah, let's take a look at last week. All right, first up. We have stacking chips versus Mr. Saturday Night, Josh Mammon versus J.E. Now, uh, this is a key matchup for J.E. as he's playing the bottom feeder Mammon. J.E.'s fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, and J.E. probably a little disappointed with this outcome. 6-6 uh, six, six tie between uh, stacking chips and Mr. Saturday Night. Super tight, super tight matchup. Uh, Mammon had one more assist, two more pims. Um, one more win, uh, one more shutout. Jay had uh, a 921 save percentage and Josh Bamman had 920. So he took that one. Uh, Jay had two more shots on net um, and one more game winning goal. So so a real tight matchup all the way around. Um, for Josh Mammon, um, a sort of standout performer for him was uh, Jonathan Huberto, uh, who's had a great year, great year. Uh, he had a goal to assist three points. He also had six PIMS and 15 shots on net. So nice little week for uh, Hubie. And uh, and for Jay, um, Pavel Buchnevich. We talked about uh, Panarin coming back and helping out the Rangers overall. Well, Buchnevich was another um, uh, benefactor of that one too with three goals, three assists, six points, a plus seven, and eight shots on net for uh for Buchnevich. So um so yeah so the, so the, so those guys saw off their matchup 6-6. Six, six. Next up, we have Ashkenazim Kadri versus the Palette Cleansers. Um 
two, two guys battling it out in the toilet bowl, a Clarkie versus Anthony and Corey. Um, apparently, Clarkie, you did get your goalie starts because um, you won 7-4. And uh, your goalie stats were actually pretty good. 123 goals against average and a 957 save percentage and a shutout there. Not bad, Clarkie. Not bad. Also for Clarkie's standout player was Mr. Darnell Nurse. God, that was a nice draft pick, and he's been awesome all year. Uh, two goals, three assists, five points, a plus six, two pims, and seven shots on net for, for Darnell. Um, and for the palate cleansers, standout performance, uh, let's look at, uh, Jake Gensel, three goals, three assists, three goals, three assists, six points, a plus one, uh, and 12 shots on net for Jake. But, uh, yeah, Clarky takes that one down seven to four. Next up, we have Elvis is in the building versus in McJesus we trust Grammy versus Kevin Dufa. Uh, Grammy ekes it out, 6-5. Um, it was a nice uh, nice offensive performance. Classic offense versus defense here. Uh, Grammy just had a dominant offensive week. He's having a great year. Um, some notable stats. Uh, 51 points. He cracked 50 points. That doesn't happen every week. Um, and on the flip side, Dufa's goaltending was out of control. Five wins, 1.85 GAA, and a 940 save percentage. Um Leading the way for Dufa in, the, in, in that area was uh, was his keeper, Vasilevsky, of course. Three wins, uh, 195 GAA, and a 924 save percentage. Uh, for Graham, um, also from uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Steven Stamkos had a really good week. Uh, three goals, two assists, five points, a plus two, uh, as well as two power play points and nine shots on net for the Stammer. But yeah, Graham takes that one down, six to five. Next up, we have Forgot About Dre versus Taxi Cab Kane Fessions. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, during this week, Dave and Cody decided that it was time to sell and that their season was over. Uh, it was, this was basically a loser leaves town match, uh, so to speak, as um, to, uh, Cam and Smoles hop back into the playoff hunt and uh, basically Dave and Cody are now out of it. But uh, yeah, Taxi Cab Kane Fessions... Confessions take it down 8-1. Um, top performers for their team. Um, a surprise, surprise. Crosby and Barkov had six points each. Not too shabby. Um, and then for for uh, Forgot About Dry, um, like you got to mention Dry Saddle if you're talking about Forgot About Dry. Um, he had a good week again. Uh, two goals, three assists, five points, plus three for Dry Saddle, as well as two PIMs, two power play points, a game winner, and 12 shots on net. Um, but yeah, uh, Taxi Cab Confessions takes down Forgot About Dry 8-1. to one. Next up is my matchup. Suck my Kakinen versus The Price is Right. Um, yeah, a little name change for me this week. Uh, suck my Kakinen. Uh, just as soon as I, 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 I was looking at uh, Kakinen's last name, and then all of a sudden it just jumped out at me that I could uh, make some sort of joke with cack with a cock in something, and then uh, I just ended up going with suck my Kakinen because I thought of that and it made me smile. So um, another funny thing about that was. Uh, a couple days after I changed it, Chelsea peered over my shoulder as I was, uh, you know, re refreshing my my app to see a, an update for the 45th time that night. And, and then she saw 
she saw a suck my cackin was highlighted. She's like, what's that? Let's suck my cackin And then I had to explain that it was a team name and not just anyone's team name, team name but her husband's. So uh, that was a proud moment for me uh, in my marriage so far. Um, but yeah, so I took down Joshi uh, 9-3, to three, um, led by my offensive um Performance. Uh, I took every single offensive category. Uh, 48 points for me. 144 shots on net. Not too shab. Thank you very much. Um, I did have two shutouts as well, so I took that category too. But uh, Josh took the rest of the goaltending categories. He had six wins, a sub two GAA, and 9.28 save percentage. Um, for my team, um, yeah, I've got to talk about Mika. Uh, as previously mentioned on the pod, he had just one hell of a game for me. Um, six points in one game. I actually benched him for another game, and he had some points there too. Um, but yeah, because of the looks like he's back, so I'm pumped for that. Uh, and for Joshi, uh, a, a nice little uh, uh, performance for him from the week uh, was Devin Taves. Colorado Avalanche must have had a monster week, but uh, yeah. Taze had one goal, three assists, four points, a plus seven power play point and seven shots on net for Taze. But uh, yeah, I take it down nine to three over Joshi. And now the Degenerated Podcast is proud to welcome back our friend, Mr. Simon Ross Lawrence. Welcome, Simon. Michael, how are you? Thanks for having me. Hey. It's great. great. Great to have you back on the show, buddy. Mm. Yeah. I think it was a year ago, almost to a, almost to the day, wasn't it, that we did one? Remember we did a COVID, early COVID podcast. I was at, I was at, I was at Colony Granville. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, you gave I don't, some good advice on edibles. Yeah. And I, no, it was, yeah, it must've been right around now because we were closed, but I was still going into work and like, just kind of like, I don't know, hanging out there, but I remember it must've been, yeah, it must've been March or April last year for sure. Okay. Anyway, here we are full circle. Nothing's changed. (laughs) I know. I know. I know we're back to where we, uh, yeah. (laughs) Hey, so things are the same a year later. Basically. Um, no, things aren't the same. Things aren't the same. I think a lot of time we talked about sports um, and, and, and we were, I was relying heavily on the, on, on your, uh, uh, weed gummy edible um, advice for, for mm. that, that took yes. a majority, but um, but mm-hmm. hey, um, no, it's no, it's great to have you back. Mm-hmm. Great to have you back, and, and, and yeah, the last uh, last podcast. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, what like, happened there? I'm trying to, I'm piecing it together through the chat. What happened there? Kind of became the like Burke said, the lost episode, but but yeah, mm-hmm. it had uh, I had Burke, uh, DB, and uh, Clarky on wow. at the same time tough to tough to round those guys up to the same day too so who know. knows right yeah god i know and it was so really what happened good. well what happened? Okay. so here's what happened so they um i borrowed Chelsea's <gasps> computer first of all mm-hmm. and uh then i and i usually use my own and and mm-hmm. it's nice to use my own because then like if it's if i have to like the files like like often it's like the files too big i'll just delete old memories of mine which is like you know no no big deal <laughs> exactly that's, no, that's my standard yeah. and it's one of your old fiance's photos <laughs> who cares just fucking get rid of those pieces exactly. <laughs> see you later see you josie <laughs> <laughs> who i don't even remember the names it's deleted from my memory too <laughs> and then uh so so but then i use chelsea's computer 
then it, I was also using Zoom, uh, which was kind of relatively new for the podcast because it's mm-hmm. supposed to be easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I did record to device, like onto her device instead of recording to the cloud. So that, so that was an error. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we had it all on video. So it was download or it was recording the the video content as well, which is makes the file way 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 bigger. Mm-hmm. So then then I was left with this basically like whatever half an hour forty five minute pod. Mm-hmm. This like, is a long story, huh? I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. really cutting into it. <laughs> we only got so much time. No, it's uh-huh. almost done. And then, uh, it, yeah, it's a classic Mike Gray fucked up. And and then. Um, yeah it was too big to so that i had to delete some of chelsea's memories that was oh boy oh boy selectively i made a couple couple executive decisions on some and then i thought you know what maybe i should bring her into this yeah yeah. then uh, that didn't go well yeah no god no this is all this sounds all like day one learning at the uh podcast course you're taking at the local community college though that's what it screams to me so you probably should have had all this figured out at this point yeah yeah probably anyway but the zoom the zoom technology really threw a threw a curveball in there i guess it sort of did it sort of did you know jumping into 2020 uh 2021 2020 but whatever fuck but no it's okay. nice to be, yeah it's nice to be back it's nice yeah, to be back and, uh, let's hop into last week so sure. So yeah, you uh, you had your matchup versus Jay. You uh, you guys saw it off five five. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, you you uh, not Jay. Mm. Uh, you played B Generation Fetch, yeah. the, the first place team, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you managed to draw. How, uh, mm-hmm. how did the week go for you? Uh, it's good. Pretty interesting. Um, it, it actually played two first place teams in a row played Graham the week before which was so I knew this was going to be a bit of a tough stretch here so mm-hmm. I was happy with uh with the draw first 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 off but we all we had goalies were both of our goalies were disastrous both of our goalie units were disastrous to open the week and mm-hmm. and uh and from there it was just kind of like uh you know just trying to play a little bit of catch-up I knew I was only going to get four goalie starts so I knew wins was going to be up in the air but I did get a I did get a, sh- a Saturday shutout from a weekly. Basically, it feels like every week he does it, but uh, Philip Grubauer pulled off a nice little shutout there, and that basically saved my week. Um, we roughly had about the same number of skater starts, and we were really, really close in those categories all week. Mm-hmm. Sunday was weird this week. I don't know if it was everyone. I don't. I don't know how many actual games played, but Sunday was weird because we both only had two players each, and one of their players didn't play. So that was kind of weird on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. He snuck out. I was up five, four and kind of got lucky with a point on a couple of points on Sunday and I only got one. And so otherwise I would have won, mm-hmm. but I'll take the draw. I'll take the draw. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, uh, I only have two losses on the year. I noticed the other oh, day, um, two, two losses on the year. Both of them were in weeks that I didn't get my goalie starts, but like my, but my record is like still only barely above 500. Like, you know, a few games over 500. So again, I'm a, I feel like this league too, it's like 500 is the, the make the playoffs or don't make the playoffs kind of number. Usually the seventh place team is kind of right around, right around that number, sometimes over, sometimes under 500. And that's kind of feel like that's where I am, which is, does feel kind of weird considering I've only lost twice this, this year, but, um, but yeah. 
Yeah, you're Here seven. I'm, I'm just looking. Seven games <laughs> over 500. Yeah, you, I mean, in a 12 team league and six teams make the playoffs, usually. Yeah, to say 500 is about the, the, mm-hmm. the breaking point. So but, yeah, uh, bottom line, I'm pretty happy with the. I'll take that against the top we'll place, top top side. I'm sure they're more upset than I am. So yes, and I think that um, I, the, uh, maybe part of the reason why I thought Jay for a second was that is, is that you're <laughs> you, you maintained your lead over Jay. So yeah, know, yeah. So, so you're in the final playoff spot now, sixth with yeah. uh, four points up on on Jay Elliott. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's where that stands there. Yeah, and yeah. Speaking of Jay, speaking of Jay, mm-hmm. and uh, you're, yeah, you guys, are gonna, you're gonna be sort of neck and neck. You guys had an interesting trade at the beginning of the year. Just wanted to go into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You you swapped mm-hmm. goalies and sort of handcuffs of goalies, or maybe can sort of kind of weird a little bit, yeah. a little different. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I guess I kind of was. I I I I don't know. I probably was operating under some sort of bias, but I was like, uh, I kind of thought Holtby was kind of the nice little new start for him. I thought maybe he had a good opportunity. I didn't think Demko was, was that good. He didn't have any, you know, he didn't have that much, he didn't really have that much experience in terms of, you know, he had a good little bubble yeah. run a little bit, but you know, I didn't, I didn't really expect him to kind of take over the way he had. So I kind of was pretty high on Holtby. And I was also even thinking about the, like the expansion draft. And I was like, maybe he goes there and pulls out like a Marc-Andre Fleury and, mm. you know, in, in Seattle. And I kind of was like, ah, oh, I kind of like that. And, you know, I could, I still see him getting snatched up in that draft, but I kind of was a bit, bit too high on him. And then kind of closer to the season, I was just like, I don't know. I just, there wasn't much, there was definitely no upside there. And it wasn't that exciting to be, to have him. But, and at that, because basically, I mean, at the end of the day, I suppose I could have basically just kept Frank Coos and, Grubauer and I'd be in the same spot anyway, you know? Um, so obviously it's, it's also been made a little bit more confusing because Pavel Frankus has some sort of injury that I can't find anything on the internet about. Um, and he's literally just sitting on long-term IR forever. So I don't, I don't even know what's going on there, but yeah. anyway, he's still on my roster, but at the end of the day, I, f- I probably got better just by getting rid of Holpe anyway. I'd, so that's um, the note I made. I think mm-hmm, when the trade, mm-hmm. even though the guy you traded for yeah. is got a, a, mis, a mysterious injury that he may never play another game in the NHL. You somehow exactly the trade. So yeah, so I yeah, and but it has left me in a awkward situation where I literally, I literally get four goalie starts a week since I, since I lost those two weeks in a row where I didn't get my starts, and that's when Colorado had some COVID issues. Um, uh, it, it's kind of benefited in some regards because now, because they got backlogged with a bunch of games mm-hmm. that now it's like they get four games every week. So it's like, I can literally just start four games. Right. Hope, and, and because, you know, Grubauer is arguably the Vesna, mm-hmm. you know, front runner for the Vesna. He's going to be, he's going to be on the three ballots. He's going to be one of the three on the ballot. So, um, you know, like he, he, even if he gets three, four starts, Sometimes then if you can win the two peripheral goalies categories and then like last week, get lucky and win shutouts and tie on wins, then that's a, that's a massive, massive, massive upside. Right. Cause I get more, I get more skaters, but I mean, that's it. I think that's also maybe something that maybe would only work this year because in future years, I mean, when they don't, when teams play more only twice a week or three times a week, then, uh, it's not viable, obviously. So, no, that actually might work out better. Like, if they, 
I know Minnesota, for example, down the stretch, mm-hmm. they four games every week. So right there you go. And I've got both those goalies. So I was thinking about that exact same thing. I was like, is it possible? Mm-hmm. Can I just go down to two goalies? Like and it doesn't it, it yeah, it doesn't give me much flexibility if if you have like two bad starts though. And then again, I'm kind of getting lucky that you know I'm you know usually ahead in it. And then at that point I'd probably rest those shitbird goalies that I might start Saturday, Sunday anyway, because I'm already way ahead in you know, save percentage and goals against. But again, it might might only be a this year speaking for that of, kind of strategy speaking of those shitbird goalies mm-hmm. uh, you had uh johansson oh yeah Giannis johansson oh yeah jj baby jj yeah. jj who, you know when you anytime you get the buffalo third stringer you know you oh, just slide him in there but yeah. uh but man so so like you you were obviously like you had him uh Desperate times calls for desperate measures. You were you need to get your starts where you can just to so you don't lose mm-hmm. all the categories. But then yesterday he gets traded to your Colorado yeah. Avalanche. What the hell's that about? Great. Did you orchestrate Great stuff? Party? So <laughs> yeah, a lot of back channeling. Um, no, it was weird because I actually, yeah, because you're right. I had him this week because I needed the one start. As soon as I got the start, dropped him. And that's part of the my earlier comments on our goalie debacle that right we had last week both of our, both of our team uh and so i literally had him for the one start he was garbage dropped him right away and then it was funny on so then i had miska right it was the other his the back was the backup i don't even know what his first name is hunter hunter miska god it's a terrible name um it sounds so, like a villain from a James Bond movie <laughs> could be so he it was funny on saturday morning he all of a sudden he he went to got the na symbol so he got demoted to the AHL. Uh, is the AHL even playing right now? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so he got demoted to the AHL. And then I was like, oh, that's weird. Well, maybe they're going to bring up, they have Warner. Last year was their backup. Warner was going to come in. And I was like, I was kind of watching, watching, watching. And then, then there was a rumor that the trade happened. And then I picked him up. And then obviously it got confirmed later that day. So I don't know. Apparently they've had their eye on him for a long time. And I had never heard of him until, like you said, I needed a third stringer from the worst team in modern NHL history to start yeah. for me last week. Um, what a so, yeah. What a different scenario for that guy to go from Buffalo to Colorado. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Right. I mean, if all he has to do is start, you know, like, two times every three weeks and maybe, and, and apparently they've, yeah, like they've, they've kind of been watching him for a while. He came up through the e- ECHL. Apparently they've been scouting him. So I don't know. Who knows, man, if he can just get a, serviceable start for me every other week then hey i'll take it so so i'm good and and if they want to rest group hour more going down the stretch a a little bit yeah could work for you or just ride group hour because that seems to be working he's he's on fire like you mentioned before so so either way did you just unzip your pants there what was, what was that? I'm just reaching for something in my pocket. That. <laughs> my middle pocket. Okay. Oh god. Um, yeah. So so uh, sp- speaking of trades, uh, th- mm-hmm. th- this wasn't a real life trade, but you made a fantasy hockey trade, swapping uh, uh, Nick back. You acquired Nick Backstrom from the generation set. Yeah. Oh yeah. And also a pick swap, I believe. Fourth yes. and right? Fourth um, and ten. Fourth and ten. Fourth and ten. So so yeah, maybe you could explain to the listeners what sort of inspired 
that trade uh, uh-huh. and uh, what you were thinking there. Uh, I, yeah, I, I've had Johnny Hockey for a long time. He's mm-hmm. he's lazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I knew a guy from Calgary that um, told me a story that he used to come into his bar like really, really late, drunk all the time, and was like, the bar he's the bartender who I tell me the story was like he he sheepishly was like, hey, can I eat these Oreo cookies in here? Like. And the bartender was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you're, you play in the NHL, you're coming in for beers, you're plastered drunk. Like, yeah, go ahead, eat the fucking Oreos. So once I heard that story, he's a fucking giant man-child who can't, doesn't do anything in the playoffs, so I just wanted him off my team. So. That's fair. That's fair. You, that, that's almost like a situation where, like, your hand is kind of forked as, a, as the GM. Like, you can't have this. Oh. Oreo eating fucking yeah. <laughs> like, hot mess on your team. Yeah. Yeah. Slight, maybe a functioning alcoholic. Like, who knows? Sure. Don't need this guy in my team. Oh, so so I tried to unload him in the offseason. I look, he gets he gets a lot of points. Um, but I don't think he's yeah, he's not uh, the most motivated NHL player out there, I'd say. No, probably not. Um, mm-hmm. probably not. But and he's obviously, and he, I guess he's, well, I don't know, I don't know how old he is, 28, 29. So this is probably peak. Probably not he's a, he's, better. Yeah, he's a point per game guy, and which is great. And I'm, it, it actually will probably work, work out for, for uh, D-Gen's fetch as, you know, as well as it's going to work out for me. So yeah, yeah. there you go. Gives right. me a little bit more flexibility with keepers next year too, which is kind of the main reason for me. So Gotcha. And Nick Backstrom, you get he's having maybe the best year of his career. He's been awesome so far. So it's been good. Yeah. yeah ride that one out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of trades, we, we've got a question from the mailbag here. Um, and, uh, this is from Anthony Stern. Quote um, There is clearly a correlation between teams making trades or deadline deals and going on to win championships. Are you going to loosen your purse strings and make any trades uh, for the playoff push uh, this year, or are you simply going to be content finishing as the top seed again for the toilet bowl? Anthony. Hmm. Well, yeah. Sounds personal a little bit. <laughs> sounds really angling at something there. Exactly. Um, considering he doesn't even chime in on any of the negotiations when it comes to He's got this person. Caroni. Yeah, he's yeah. He just he's more of a reader of the uh, of the chats as opposed to a contributor. But um, I'm glad he was able to ask the question. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. It's a weird year, right? It's a weird year. A weird like year. I don't know. Like, do you want? I, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, late deadline. Uh, I don't know. Like, is there look at? Is there gonna be like a risk of COVID during our playoffs? affecting it and if that was the case then do you want to gamble based on that you know you could be you know you could have a buy you could be the best team going into the playoffs this year and if they if your couple of your key teams get you know then all of a sudden like you're just you know if you missed three games in a week or four you know it's it could be over anyway so is it worth going all in um you know what obviously it makes it makes the different the big difference would be you know, once you're kind of guaranteed the playoffs, but no one's going to get guaranteed anytime soon to be in the playoffs. Well, Burke uh, and uh, kind of are. Yeah, those guys are good, obviously. But I, I, I guess it looks like it looks like there's there's only seven teams that probably have a 
have a legitimate shot. Uh, yeah. You know, it, although I think Jay has Jay ha, Jay plays Graham and Burke and DB back to back as well. So this is kind of his kind of stretch playing the best teams. So so I think that makes it a little bit more interesting. So I, I don't know. Like if I knew going into the last week, I, again I, I got to look at the the deadlines. I think April one. Uh-huh. And our playoffs start when, like, a week and a half after that, or something like that. Something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess it'll depend. You know, I I, I could see myself getting more interested right at the deadline if, uh, you know, if I knew there was a better shot, and yeah, I'm if I knew it's a little bit more guaranteed that I was going to be in the playoffs. I'm the same way. I'm the yeah, same. Everybody uh, yeah, everybody. Like, yeah, you're not. You're two or three points ahead of me, right? So. Yeah. Like I don't want to. I mean, the, the worst. The worst situation is like if you pull a Josh Mammon and you trade for tool up and then you miss the playoffs. Right. right? That's, that's the worst. That's the worst. And yeah, Jay, uh, Jay actually made a trade for Kopitar on the weekend. And uh, now he's on the outside looking in. So, mm-hmm. you know, but like uh, also we add a keeper next year. So next year's draft yeah. might those, you know, you got to get your extra keeper from somewhere. Like yeah. you might you might pick him up off the waiver wire, but highly likely he would, or ideally for everyone, they, you, your new keeper comes from your draft. So the more, you know, the more draft picks you sell at the deadline, the less sort of lottery tickets you have for that extra keeper or, or flexibility to, to, to be able to keep a, like a younger guy or, or take a stab at a younger guy. Exactly. Exactly. So, so again, I, I don't know, is this year maybe just to, just see what happens and just, you know, ride your, ride your team out and kind of go from there. But I don't know, like I said, we'll, the next couple of weeks will be pretty telling. So I think I have, I, everyone who I play in the next little bit is right around me in the standings and uh, yeah, it should, uh, should really have a good idea of where things stand after, you know, the end of this week, early into next week. Yep. A couple more questions about your team. Um, who, who's been your biggest disappointment so far? I, I probably my first overall pick. Well, Lafreniere, yeah, probably right. I mean, you're probably also, well. What's also been pretty disheartening is like you know what he's played. He's bounced around the lines. Like you know when when Panarin was out, he was on the first line. He's playing on the third line. But like most recently, like some of his ice times are not even double digits. Like he's not even hitting ten minutes of ice time. So I I kind of knew. I, I I told myself that I was like, all right, if I'm going to take this guy, he hadn't played hockey. He hadn't played a competitive game in 10 months leading into the, which I read the other day, which was a bit shocking. Right. Cause obviously the, my, the CHL wasn't happening. Right. So, right. So, so we're like other guys, like who were playing in Europe had a little bit more ice time. So, so I kind of was like, all right, you know, he's, I, I'm willing to keep him as a, as a stretch. If, uh, you know, cause we do have the extra keeper. I know it's not next second to help me next year, but the year after. So I was willing to be like, all right, even if he's a, you know, 200th ranked guy, I'll just keep him. Who cares? I'll commit to it. I'll commit to it. Maybe, maybe, you know, Johnny hockey goes and you know, whatever. So, mm-hmm. uh, but now it's even like getting hard to swallow that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like now it's like, now I'm like, ah, oh, God, like, I mean, you know, I really want to keep him, and I will most likely end up keeping him. but, but it's like, where does that what is next year's upside then you know so how how am i am i going to be guaranteed to be happy to keep him next year at this point you know he's still young 
you know, I, I don't know. So that that's so that that's why it's probably my most. I probably had worse draft picks. I probably missed worse on others. But for him, because I was so much thought and so much, you know, sure. looking into the future with that pick, that you know, it kind of made it a little bit more. Yeah, I had Kako last year, and I, mm-hmm. I, it's a similar situation where I took him mm-hmm. early, and then you, you're just sort of hanging on to him, thinking that you're going to keep him, and then it's like, how much longer can I do this? Um, right. I, I mean, I mean my, yeah, exactly. I ended up trading him for Tony D'Angelo last year, but that, like my team was a strong one, and I was going for the championship. Mm-hmm. But right, yeah, yeah I guess. Well, okay, well, well, if Lafreniere is your biggest disappointment. Who, uh, what would be, mm-hmm. or who are your most pleasant surprises, or who are you happiest with? Guys who I who I drafted. Yeah, or kept, or whatever. Or kept, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think all my keepers were actually probably have overachieved or got better than last year, which is nice. Um, Besser's had a nice year for Besser's, you. Yeah. Maybe, Cause again, he's kind of on that. He's on that point where it's like, you got to kind of make a decision one way or another. Is he like a long-term keeper and is, you know, his age and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Sean Couturier was, a was, he's been, he's been injured a lot. He hasn't played a lot. They had COVID issues early on, but he's, he's like well over a point a game. Mm. Um, and he's been great when he started. Uh, I didn't keep any centers, so I was able to. So he was the first center I, I drafted. So he's been great. Um, yeah, for really? sure. And didn't I, keep any centers. Huh? Oh, I didn't keep any centers. Yeah, interesting. And then mm-hmm. yeah, other guy, Marner's been fantastic. Marner's been above, yeah, exceeding expectations. Besser's exceeded expectations. Johnny Hockey exceeded expectations a little bit. You know, I think he was his ranking was a little bit higher than. He didn't exceed them enough, did he? No, fucking too many Oreos. <laughs> Oreo eating Johnny Hockey. Yeah, exactly. Drunk. Um, no, eat these Oreos. <laughs> fuck off, man. Like, grow up, man. Like, of course I you can eat them. Of like a bunch of like Oreo cookie in his teeth and shit and just like, yeah. not a good look. Yeah, drinking a house lager. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's not getting the high-end stuff for sure. No. no. Um, yeah, and then, and then Grubauer has been amazing. We touched on that. But yeah, like, yeah. one seven. So good. 18 wins, 174 GAA, 929 yep. save percentage, and yep. five shutouts. That's fucking yep. ridiculous. Yeah. And getting, the, and getting the majority of the starts because yeah. the, 90% the, of the starts. Yeah. He might be the most valuable player in the For whole, sure. For in, all sure. Fantasy, in all the fantasy. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Graham had a question. He, mm-hmm. he he wanted you to explain to the league what retroactive means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think the whole league needs to know, but he did not. Yeah. You just message Jay directly on that one. Probably. Or he could just Google use the internet. <laughs> hey, if you're ever in doubt, right. Just have a quick, you know, gonna send yeah. it out to the masses, like on the internet, just a message, just, Know what the definition of the words are. Let's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that was a that, uh, that was a good one. Um, yeah. okay, well, well, Jay can look that up on his own. Um, and then, as far as like those, uh, we mentioned those the 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 top five, or I'm sorry, the it looks like Graham and Burke are in the sort of driver's seats for the for the buys right now. Graham DB, I should say, and uh, and and uh, no. Burke DB and then Graham, fucking mm-hmm. confusing with the co-GMs. But uh, but for the next five teams, we got Dufa, myself, Smoltz, mm-hmm. you, and Jay. Who mm-hmm. do you see? Who do you see probably coming, making the playoffs out of those five? 
four got to make it. They do, right? Um, yeah, well, I mean, the easy answer would be just to leave Jay out because he's got the tough schedule as well. Yeah, tough schedule. He's. Um, I have. So he I have. Know what retroactive means. Definitely doesn't know what retroactive means. <laughs> he's. Does he still have eight? Does he still rostering eight goalies as well? He's still rostering eight goalies. We right. just paid it for Kopitar. I don't oh, know. that's something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I actually play. I play. Uh, Taxi Cab Kane Fessions next week, which I think, I mean, will likely be, Ooh, that could be pretty close. So I guess that would be a big one because if like one of us were to like, Crush you know, win guy. eight or nine, yeah. you know, categories to the other guy, then then that would probably open the door for, for Jay, less likely DP and Cody. I don't know. They're kind of. Haven't they already sold it, started selling too? Like, that's also a pretty good indication. They're done. So. They're done. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. sold Mark Andre Fleury and Tommy Wilson over the weekend. Yeah. And you're, you, I think, don't you end with Burke as I end well? With, I end with Graham. You end with Graham. Okay. So that's basically the same thing. So, yeah. I mean, in terms of difficulty. So, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, well, yeah, I would, I would say right. probably the six that are in now are likely the six. But after next week, when I play, uh, uh, Cam and Cam and Smalls. That'll be a, a, you know, as long as there isn't a massive beating one way or another there, then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, my, my money's uh, yeah. I I I think uh, Jay's not going to make it. That's where I would put my money. But yeah. mm-hmm. he's and he's bound to forget he's, to start somebody one okay. of the next three weeks. Like he's bound to bound to happen. Or, mm-hmm. or or he had a couple strategic sits that like backfired and. Uh, exactly. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, you posted a pic in the chat of mm. Life Margarita with what looks like a hockey player. I want to know what was the story there. Who is the hockey player? It's Derek well, Brown. That's Derek Brown. Mm-hmm. From right, Derek Brown from the King. From Derek the Brown. Derek Brown. No, what? Derek is that his name? No. <laughs> what? It's a hockey player that- from the Kings. Oh, Dustin Brown. Dustin, 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 Dustin Brown. Dustin Brown. Dustin Brown. Okay. Because he said <laughs> CB after, and I was like, Derek Bloomfield? It made me no, yeah. Dustin Brown. Then, oh, that is Dustin yeah, Brown. Yeah, I went to a playoff game. I was in LA with Margarita. Just It was before Ava. The It was... What? They, they were playing the Blackhawks. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank, but they were playing a Blackhawks. It was in LA, and one of those two teams won the cup, but now I can't even remember which one did. So, because the, they both won around six to eight years ago, right? Yeah. So one of the two, one of those guys won, and then so we went to the game on a Friday night. I think it was a Friday night, and then Saturday we were in Venice, and we just saw him on the street. No way. And I, he probably doesn't get his balls busted like that much down there, especially in Venice because everyone's. Sure. Whatever, stoned to just whatever, but uh, but yeah, no, I was like, hey, good game last night. We you know we were there. We're from Vancouver. You take a picture with my wife, and then she took he took a picture, and then that oh, was it. That's nice, that's mm-hmm. nice. Dustin Dustin Brown. Dustin Brown, huh? Okay, well, well, speaking of Marga, um, mm-hmm. she she gave birth to uh, your son uh, mm-hmm. since, uh, since we last talk uh, uh, spoke. So how's how's new baby Charles doing? Charles is doing well. Yeah. Packing yeah. on the pounds. Just turned three months, Ooh. which is crazy. Um, yeah, but uh, but it's also weird too because of all this 
I've just been home the whole time too, which is a little bit different than uh, than Ava because I was, you know, working right. a bit more right. and that sort of thing. So, did you just uh, hop in your car there? I did. I'm driving. Can you hear me still? So weird. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. you, you it, it just sounded a little bit different. It's, it's, yeah, cut out for a second there. I'm going to pick up it. Ava from Bike Camp. So Bike Camp. I know you got your heart out. We're almost wrapped up. Speaking of Ava, yeah. Uh, yeah. how is she? Uh, how is she reacted to having a little brother? Is she uh, a nice girl about it, or is she? Yeah. Issues. No, no, no. She's good. She's good. She's she's older. You know, she's five, almost six. So I, it took. It was a little bit easier. I think she tries to help too much, which can be annoying. Yep. <laughs> right when it's like, oh no, I know how to. Like she tries to show me how to do things a lot of times. Like, oh no, this is how you change your diaper. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big eye. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I think that that's probably been the only really like interesting part. Is she just kind of like tries to help too much, but she doesn't get jealous or nothing like that too serious. So, okay. Been, yeah, she's been good. She's been pretty helpful. So yeah. Next time she tries to help, you just tell her that. <laughs> Listen, Ava. Who do you think knows what's going on here? Me or me? Exactly. Like, I mean, you change Tuesday diaper in this, in this relationship. Oh, okay? Maybe later you'll have to change a couple of mine, but don't worry about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah she's just trading for you for later. Oh, that's exactly. good stuff. Well, well, Simon, I'll, uh, yeah, you go pick up Ava. We appreciate yeah. you hopping onto the Degenerated podcast, and, and we'll talk to you soon. Good stuff. Okay, Mike. Thanks, thanks for having me. We'll talk to you, talk to you later. Well, that was great having Simon join us just before picking up his daughter from Bike Camp. Great stuff, Simon. Thanks very much. Uh, and now we're going to move on to last week's top performers. This kid. Kid is a fucking stud. Kid's a fucking beauty. Fucking look at this kid. Fucking love this kid. Kid lights lamp. Hashtag lamp light. Easily lamp. Don't give him too much space, buddy. He'll dangle. He'll dangle all the fucking way to outer space. All right. First up, the forwards. The third best forward from last week belongs to Ashkenazim Kadri, Mr. Nathan McKinnon. Uh, McKinnon had two goals, five assists, seven points, a plus seven, two pims, three power play points, a game winner, and ten shots on net. Uh, the second best forward from last week, McKinnon's line mate, belongs to Elvis is in the building, Miko Rantanen. Uh, Rantanen had four goals, three assists, seven points, also had a plus seven, no surprise there. Uh, two pims, two power play points, one game winner, and 13 shots on net. And the best forward from last week. God, I wonder how many times he's been at this, had this, uh, had this position, is Mr. Connor McDavid from in McJesus We Trust. Uh, four goals, four assists. Eight points for Connor. Hit a plus five, one power play point, two game winners, and 17 shots on net. For defensemen, defensemen, the third best defenseman from last week belongs to the Palette Cleansers, Mr. Shea Theodore, the pride of British Columbia. Uh, Shea had one goal, four assists, five points, a plus one, three power play points, as well as 16 shots on net. Uh, the second best defenseman from last week. Ooh, this one hurts a little bit. I stoned him last year. Uh, belongs to Taxi Cab Kane Fashions, Mr. Tyson Barry. Uh, no goals, but he had six assists, uh, five power, or I'm sorry, five. Uh, he was a plus five, uh, three power play points, and 10 shots on net. 
And the best defenseman from last week, belonging to Graham, Mr. Victor Hedman. One goal, five assists, plus seven, two pims, two power play points, and nine shots on net. And now the goalies. Uh, the third best goalie from last week belongs to Taxi Cab Confessions, Mr. Jack Campbell, who got in there for a shutout, 31 save shutout, not too shabby. And now with Anderson a little banged up, that's looking like a little more valuable of a player for you. Um, the second best uh, goalie from last week belongs to The Price is Right, uh, Vanacek. Um, v. Vanacek, uh, I'm not even sure what his first name is, but uh, yeah, uh, Vanacek had two wins. Um, he only allowed one goal in those games for a GAA of 0.5. He had a 982 save percentage and a shutout. Nice, nice week for him. And uh, the best goalie of last week, like we talked about, was Simon. Um, belongs to him. It's uh, Philip Grubauer. So, so over last week, he had a 0.38 GAA. Uh, 985 save percentage, one shutout, and uh, three wins. Not too shabby. Well, that about wraps it up for this edition of the Degenerated Podcast. I'd like to thank my guest, Simon Lawrence, for, for joining us. And I'd also like to thank all of you in Listenerland for tuning in. Um, and, uh, and aside from Josh Mammon, I wish you all the best of luck next week. And until next time, we go! We go!